Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application for our lives. With that in mind... This heart and soul care from the Lord will prevent your heart from corroding. It will prevent your heart from growing cold. It will prevent your faith from dying. It will explain to the world why you sin less and you love more. It will explain to the world that when people tell you that your faith is just a crutch, you go, no, it's my legs. It may be hard to sense God's nearness in times of anxiety, but sometimes it's as simple as trading worry for prayer. Today, Pastor Jim will explain that God's peace can come at unexpected times. With that in mind, here's Pastor Jim in the book of Philippians chapter 4 with his message entitled, Joyful Anxiety. Friends, this is how people with strong walks with God do it. This is how they do it. This is how it happens. They find their rest in the Lord. They find their hope in the Lord. They find confidence in the Lord in the midst of all the pressures and all the difficulties of life. One of my favorite prayers is when I hear of something going on, I just get in my car and I go, oh Lord, you have a problem (laughs) because there's nothing I can do about this. But it's also how godly people make such good decisions because they're not driven by desires. They're not driven by impulse. They're not solely focused on problem elimination. They're focused on the Lord. You see, godly men and women, instead of denying the existence and stress of problems, they're simply learning what to do with them. Simply learning how to deal with the everyday problems of life by coming to the Lord bringing their requests to the Lord. It says here, with prayer and supplication. The idea is with reverence and awe and trust in God. A humble crying out for help from your heavenly Father. You know, a lot of people have a lot of verses. You know, if you've been here a while, you know, I always like to joke with the happy calendars and the happy coffee mugs we have and the shirts we have and the calendars. And I've got so many cups and calendars from the people in this church here. My wife is like, you got to stop talking about that stuff. (laughs) There's no room in our cabinets anymore. And one of the ones that's on a lot of our, perhaps our dashboards or our desk at work is a good one. First Peter 5, 7 says this, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Great verse. Great verse. But one of the things to me about one verse quotes sometimes, I like to just go a little bit deeper to understand that there may be more there than meets the eye. And so I'm going to read to you 1 Peter 5 verse 6 comes before it. It says this, therefore humble yourselves. That's what it means to be a Christian. It means to humble yourself before God, to say, I need help. I have no problem admitting I need help. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. So look at verse six, the mighty hand of God. What does that tell me? There is nothing too big for his power. 
nothing. And what does verse seven tell me? Cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. There's nothing too small for his love. There's nothing he can't fix and there's nothing you don't come to him and pour your heart out to him where he's like, oh, come on now. But notice how we are to pray with thanksgiving. A number of you commented to me this week. They said, you know what I loved about last week's sermon? The way you were talking about aggressively loving. Going on the offensive with love. Not being offensive, but on the offense. With love. And the same thing is true of prayer. Aggressively, confidently coming to the Lord with thanksgiving. Happy that things are going poorly? Now that is completely dumb. Of course we're not happy that things are going poorly. But there is much to be thankful of. How many of you have ever prayed for something and God didn't give it to you and then five years later you're like, thank God you didn't give this to me, right? It's happened to all of us. It's happened to all of us. Boy, that would have been the worst thing. That would have been the worst thing. Or perhaps we should be thankful for the prayers God does answer that maybe we're not thankful for. People come all the time. They go, I want to be more like Jesus. I'm like, oh, here it comes. (laughs) You know, you get a new neighbor. (laughs) He's making me more like Jesus. (laughs) New person working next to you in the cubicle at work, right? Or those of us who are married, right? Using your spouse to make you more like Jesus. You're like, I don't want to be that conformed into the image of Jesus, right? But we're thankful that he's at work. You see, we're happy. We're praying with thanksgiving. That means that it's a humble submission that God's will is always the best. See, praying with thanksgiving says that I know there's a sovereign God that I know there's a God who is in control. And I'm thankful that he has his glory and my best interests at heart. And even though I don't see it today, I can be confident. So what does prayer do? Well, prayer helps us deal with our anxiety by helping us trust in the only one who can handle all our trouble. That's why it might not seem like it, but it's really a blessing when troubles that are beyond your control come to you because it makes you pray. It makes you trust in the Lord. It answers the question of how. Oh, how is this going to get worked out? The Lord. I mean, how can this improve? It will have to be the Lord. Now, some of us are guilty of only coming to the Lord then. Remember, we're going to talk about it in a second. It's a process. You have to rejoice in the Lord first. You've got to be serving the Lord and then we're coming to the Lord. But prayer answers how because the how answer is always Jesus. Thanksgiving is a little different in this that Thanksgiving helps us to accept that when our circumstances are not able to be controlled by us that we have to admit that our circumstances are under control of an all-powerful, all-loving God. Thanksgiving answers the question of why. Why did this happen to me? I don't know. But Lord, you do, and you're in control. 
I want to give you a testimony to the people of this church and to what I believe is the systematic teaching of the word of God that we go through, not you know, trying to just do some kind of man thing. It's fairly common for me to be called out on hospital visits. And when I visit from people who are maybe not so deep in their Christian faith or maybe not Christians at all, the inevitable question is, why did this happen? But predominantly when I visit people from this church, this is what I get. Thank you for teaching us about God. Thank you for teaching us that he is sovereign, that he is in control, that this has happened even though it doesn't seem like it right now that he loves me. Is there a better example than our Lord Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Matthew 26, 39, the night before his crucifixion, it says, he went a little farther and he fell on his face and prayed saying, oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but you will. Man, I wonder what happened to Jesus at that moment. I wonder if just the power from heaven was just so strong on him, able to face what was next because he traded his worry and concern about everything that was going on. It says that he was sweating drops of blood. He traded it for prayer. And here's the thing. The Bible says he wasn't a sinner, so it's not concern. Your concern is not sin. It is the obsession. It is the godless future that we paint in our hearts. And so we said, number one, rejoice in the Lord. Number two, remain in the Lord. Number three, request from the Lord. And number four is the result from the Lord. Verse seven says, and, now that's a very, very important word you might want to circle in your Bible because it points to the result. If we follow course number one, two, and three, and if you know me, I hate how-tos, but here he's telling us, he says, and points to the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It's a gift. It's a love gift from God. And look at this great promise. will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So it comes from Jesus. It comes through Jesus. The word guards, if you're familiar with the Bible, similar to the thinking of a garrison, a military term. And so here the Lord says that believing prayer made to him brings the peace of God to the believer. A unique divine peace. Nothing we can manufacture. It's God's peace. It has to come from him, but it doesn't come without rejoicing in the Lord because of the Lord, serving one another in love. It seems like some sort of a package deal God's got going here. And this is what we call a means of grace. This is the way God delivers his grace to us. It's the way we receive his grace. It is as if the Lord says, I have peace and I will give peace to all who really want my peace. It is, if you will, the smile of God on the heart and soul of his children, but it's only given to those who put their trust in him. 
Isaiah 26.3, written hundreds of years before Jesus lives, says this. Isaiah writes, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. What a promise. And notice the promise is to your heart and to your mind, not to everything else. It's to your heart and your mind. I don't know about you, but I find that if you could have one thing in life, humanly speaking, what's probably the one thing you want? A lot of people say money, power, all this kind of stuff. To me, it's I just want contentment. I just want peace. And so here, Isaiah tells us that God will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed upon the Lord, if you're trusting in him. And what I can't stand about TV preachers not all of them, but a lot of them, is what I love about the Bible. The Bible lives in the real world. Not the phony world of some guy who's trying to pick your pocket for your money so you can have all these phony promises. No, the Bible lives in the real world. God says, listen, I might not take away your problem, but I will give you my peace. And that peace will surpass all understanding in the midst of your problems. And here's the thing. Once you learn to access that peace, it won't only be good for this problem, it'll be good for the next one. And the one after that. And the one after that. And the one after that. I, again, get the picture of my heavenly father saying, I know your heart might be broken, I know that the worry and the anxiety at times can feel like laying on the couch with a cinder block on your chest. I know that. And then the Lord's saying, but I personally promise to guard your heart and your mind. Can you imagine that? That the creator of the universe says, I will come so low that I will protect your heart, that I will protect your mind, that I will give you this perfect peace of God. Now, if you've been with us in our study, you recall that Philippi is a province of the Roman Empire, and so soldiers guarding what belonged to the king would be very common to them. Soldiers guarding the interests of the king would be something that they would normally see. It would be a common sight. And here the Lord says, your heart and your mind is my interest. And I want to guard it for you. Just think if you wanted to break into some place and there was guys with, you know, machine guns and stuff like that, would you go at it? And that's the way God wants to guard us. We're at Martha's Vineyard. We were there the same week that President Obama was there. We were driving down on this tour bus down the street and the tour guy goes, this is the street that President Obama is staying at. We're not sure which house it is, but it's somewhere on the right. I was like, it might be the place with all the guys with the machine guns, right? (laughs) One driveway has like this battalion. Like nobody's going in. God says, that's the way I want to guard your heart. That's the way I want to guard your heart. That's the way I want to guard your mind. And there are many people here that could testify to you and say, 
I know that peace. I know my heart is guarded. I know what that's like. And friend, let me ask you, do you know what that's like? Do you know what it's like to have the powers of heaven guarding your heart, giving you the peace of God? Oh, how often that peace comes at the most unexpected times, doesn't it? How often that peace comes when things are most difficult, when it's most needed. It comes to an apostle in jail. It comes to a church with problems. It comes to people in a bad economy. It comes to people who can't find a job. It comes to people whose health is so bad, it seems like the end might be near. It comes to parents whose kids have gone astray. It comes to parents who can't have kids. It comes in the midst of great loss. Great loss when no words from anyone can help you at all. It comes at times of great worry. It comes at times of great stress. And when the rest of the world says to you, you know, you just need to get over that. The Lord comes to you and says, no, you bring it to me, loved one. You bring it all to me. You put it on my shoulder and I will carry that burden for you and I will give you my peace. This is a peace that comes when anxiety is expected. This is a time when great worry would be expected but it is a joyful anxiety because it is worry in the presence of a king. It is worry in the presence of the Lord and you're fighting it And you know he's there saying, give it to me. Give it to me. This heart and soul care from the Lord will prevent your heart from corroding. It will prevent your heart from growing cold. It will prevent your faith from dying. It will explain to the world why you sin less and you love more. It will explain to the world that when people tell you that your faith is just a crutch, you go, no, it's my legs. When they tell you God is not real, when they tell you Jesus is not real, instead of just coming back, that peace will make you want to tell them about your Savior. And notice the apostle doesn't make much of an attempt to explain it. He just tells you how to get it through prayer. And he tells you who to get it from. He says here, through Christ Jesus. Or in, some of your versions say, in Christ Jesus. What does that tell us? Friend, if you've never put your trust in Jesus Christ, I didn't become a Christian until I was 29 years old. But there's some realities we have to face. And one of them is, if it comes through Christ Jesus, that if we are not a committed follower of Jesus, if we haven't trusted in Christ Jesus, this peace won't come to us. We can't have it. It's not for us. It's part of the reason why we're here is we're here to tell you these things so you can come to the place of trusting in Jesus Christ and then we can help you grow in your faith. 
Bible teaches that you cannot have the peace of God until you have peace with God. The Bible says that we are at war with God. We ignore him. We don't pay him the homage due a king. Romans 5.1, the Bible says, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you have that peace with God? Or are you in just constant angst? Just everything is a struggle for you, man. Everything is an argument. Everything is difficult. Everything is hard. You can't even crack a smile because your soul is warring with God. Remember I said when God offers you a trade, take it. When he offers to trade your sin for his life, take it. Because you will not beat him, as many of us in this room will tell you. Colossians 1.20 says, Jesus Christ made peace through the blood of his cross. If nothing else for a Christian, we have that to be thankful for. That our sins are forgiven. That our picture of the future is the most glorious picture anyone has ever seen in their lives. And friend, let me ask you as we begin to end here, has your life been touched by the supernatural grace of God? Or are you a church person? Can you say with confidence that you know that your heart and your mind is guarded by the king? And if no, don't you want that? Don't you want to live inside the protective care of the kingdom of God? And if you do, friend, today come to the king who makes peace with sinners. Come to the king who has proposed a peace treaty. If you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, I think this might be your moment. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you are living in rebellion to him and you know that you are and you are miserable, this is your moment. Please, friends, stop resisting his call. Hear his call. Come to the king's cross for the forgiveness of sins. Come to the king's cross for eternal life. Come, lay your burdens at his feet and experience the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Jesus said this, John chapter 12, verse 32, if I am lifted up, I will draw all peoples to myself. Unfortunately, a lot of people have polluted this verse and saying, well, we're gonna lift up Jesus here today. John clarifies that in the next verse and said Jesus was talking about the cross. And Jesus said, if I am lifted up on the cross, I will draw men and women to myself because they will look upon, the Bible says, whom they have pierced and they will see that that punishment was meant for them. It was meant for me instead of the Lord Jesus. So be drawn by the cross this morning. See his love Let him draw you. Put your trust in him. Let your sin, let your worry, 
Let your fear be placed upon him and experience divine power. Experience miraculous power. Experience the power of the one who raises the dead. Thank you for listening to Change by Love, the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire here at Changed by Love is simply to bring you the life-changing message of Jesus Christ by teaching you the Bible in a simple, easy-to-follow way. With that being said, we try to put our messages into as many people's hands as possible for a very low cost and often free of charge to anyone who contacts us. Did you know that all of our messages can be found for free on our website? Changedbyloveradio.com That's changedbyloveradio.com Please check out our website and hit the Contact Us button to tell us something about yourself or to request a CD copy of a message. Here at Changed by Love, we depend on the grace of God as well as the generosity and prayers of our loyal listeners. So thank you to all of you who are prayerfully and financially supporting our program. We would love to hear from you and pray that you drop us a card or a letter to Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey. And don't forget to contact our friends at this radio station and tell them you are being blessed by Changed by Love. It would be a great encouragement to them. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you'll make plans to join us again next time, right here on this station, for more practical Bible teaching through God's Word with Pastor Jim Kevney, passionately proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ to a world that needs to hear.